Hello listeners, and welcome to Silence the Silence, episode 1. On today's episode, I have 7 from the shuffle. That's where I take 7 songs from my liked songs on Spotify and hit shuffle. Then I have good news. I'll be reading news that's good. That'll make you feel good. Hopefully no wacky characters interrupt me. Then I'll be discussing the question, should kids do drugs in school? After that, I'll be looking at some funny Garfield comics that will really get you funny. You know, they're gonna they're gonna tickle you. And then I'll be asking the question, why no girl kiss me? Okay, listeners. So what I've done is I've shuffled the songs and I have um, the seven that I'll be analyzing in front of me. So the first one is "Same Way" by Invisible Ink. Then I'll be Analyzing the Beths by Rush Hour 3, then Living Dead Girl by Rob Zombie, Buddy Holly by Weezer, Choose Me for a Champion by Rasputina, Lump by the President of the United States of America, and Really Cool Wig by Lemon Demon. I've just hit shuffle on my like songs, and this is what I've got for seven. So, same way. Um, I think this song is about prescription medication and self-medication. There's lyrics like, the night before now, it's like you can't imagine right without it. But then you have it, now it's like you can't get right within it. Take pills you mix with your vitamins. So I think that's like over-the-counter medication and stuff. You know, because it's very easy to get uh, prescriptions in America. And people feel differently about it than normal drugs. It's like, oh, my doctor gave this to me, you know. And he says, what's your choice of poison? Do you ever check the mirror and hear those tiny violins? And the doctor says to smile, so you try to grin. Um, and then, I don't know. I don't know what this part's about, where they talk about chilled in Netflix. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I've never felt touch of one before, so I couldn't tell you about that listener. Sorry. And then the last verse. I don't know. It's saying something about... I don't know, dude. I'm not a fucking... um, What do you call it? Musical analysis person. Uh, What is it? Musicologist? Let's see. Music. Musicology is the study. So. I'm just a fucking guy, honestly. Uh, musicology. The scholarly, the scholarly analysis and research based study of music. And the, a scholar who participates in the musical research is a musicologist. Wow. Amazing. I can't believe it. The next song is Rush Hour 3 by The Bets. Looking over the lyrics, looking over the lyrics song. This is my looking over the lyrics song. Reading these lyrics, trying to figure out what they're about. Um, yeah. So this is about the singer of the song is trying to get this guy or whoever, you know. It's 2020, you you can be with whoever you want. No one gives a shit anymore. She's trying to get this person to come over, you know, hang out a little bit. 
maybe a little bit of Netflix and chill. Uh, she says things like roll over once, roll over twice, roll over, roll off the couch, baby, and into my life. You know, they're trying to, she's trying to form romantic bond. This isn't about just Netflix and chilling. This is about forming a connection, finding the love of your life, you know? So her idea is to watch Rush Hour 3 with this person that she just downloaded, hopefully illegally. I endorse stealing, I endorse piracy. Um, do it. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a nice, lovely song. You know, she's being cute. She's like, oh, I got Rush Hour 3. Yeah, I like this. Actually, I actually really like this song. It has a nice peppy beat to it. It's groovy. It's funky. You can dance to it. You can sing to it. Uh, you can bang your head, tap your toe. All the things you want to do with a song. That's what a song is for. To make you feel your feelings. Next is Living Dead Girl by Rob Zombie. I'm actually a huge fan of this uh, song and of Rob Zombie. So I know this pretty well, but I'm just going to look up the lyrics one more time. So let's see. Um, rage in the cage and piss upon the stage. There's only one true way to bring the giant down. Defunct the strings of cemetery things. See, I don't know. Rob Zombie, I don't think his lyrics mean much. I think it's just a fun song with cool lyrics, you know, it doesn't... Uh, yeah, I, don't, I never really got much meaning from any of his lyrics. I think they're just things that sound cool together, to be completely honest with you. Unless I'm just, you know, a Luddite and I don't know anything about, you know, and someone comments under uh, the, genius art, the Genius article about this song. I think it, she, she says, this song is about me. So I think she's saying that she's a living dead girl. You know, which is kind of gross. Uh, with this, especially this chorus where it says, blood on her skin, dripping with sin, do it again. You know, that's kind of, I don't want someone with covered in blood. That's sticky. It gets, blood gets weird after a while. It, it stains brown, as we learned from Eminem. <laughs> That's how you know a joke's good when you laugh at it, when you laugh at your, your own joke. And you also know it's good when someone doesn't laugh and they go, That's funny. That's a funny joke. That's also, also a good indicator. So that was a funny joke I just told. You should be laughing. Why aren't you laughing? You're laughing. I told a funny joke and you're laughing. Thank you. Your feedback means a lot. It actually means nothing. I don't want your feedback. I don't need it. Alright, so the next one is Buddy Holly by Weezer. Um, looking at the lyrics, looking at the lyrics. I've seen, I've heard this song before. I just need to read the lyrics to make sure I know what I'm talking about. Which I don't know what I'm talking about anyway. Uh, I don't know, dude. Let's see. I don't know. I think it's just, it's, it sounds like a love song. But, uh, do you ever fear? I don't know. Let's see. Um, yeah. It just sounds like a love song, but I think, yeah. But it's about the LA riots, apparently, which I don't get. Um, 
I don't know. Let's say this person says. It's not about the LA riots. Oh, it's not. Okay. So it's, I don't know why people, I have no idea what it's about. Some people are saying about the LA riots. Other people are saying that it's about um, the person who wrote it, River Kumo's Korean friend, and people made fun of her accent. So, the first lyric, what's with these homies, this is my girl, why do they got a front? No, that's where that's from, I don't know why people think it's about the LA riots. Um, let's see, if I can get some explanation on this. What is ball? What is? Because I don't want to. I don't want to be depriving you of this listener. So how's your day going? I know I already asked you. Sorry. Uh, what'd you have for lunch? That sounds good. Let's see. Oh wait. Yeah. What is Buddy Holly about? Let's see. Do 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 means this is my girl. Um. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. So people think it's about the LA riots because um. There were roof Koreans during the LA riots and they shot at people who tried to steal from them. So people think that's where that comes from but apparently the guy who wrote the song is like nah it's just about our friend who was made fun of and it, it, I was wrong it's actually platonic so that was my bad I didn't mean to mislead you <laughs> I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me and the sixth song is Choose Me for a Champion by Rasputina Rasputina right yeah 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 Okay, so I actually know what this song is about. I don't have to look anything up. Um, I don't even have to look at the lyrics. I don't, to, I don't even have to read the gosh dang old lyrics. The goddamn fucking lyrics. Listener, I know what this song is about. It's about the. Okay, so the narrator wants to be chosen for a champion to defend against these invaders. Basically, the, the, the whole song is. <laughs> Explaining the lyrics, I don't need to explain. If you want to know, go read it. I not. It's a story, basically. There's no chorus or anything. It's very cool, very hip, very modern. Highly recommend this song and Rasputina as a band. Very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I love. This is a good song. I also like their song, 1817, The Year Without a Summer. That's also a fucking banger, if you want a good one. So I'm just gonna move... Wait, no, that was, that was the fifth song. I'm such an idiot. I'm sorry, listener. I didn't mean to lie to you again. I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me once more. Being a gosh dang old fool. So I'm just gonna move right along here to Lump. Uh, let's see. Reading the lyrics. I'm reading the lyrics. I'm reading the lyrics of the song. What, what? Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know. So it's like a metaphor. Lump is the name of the person. Okay. I've heard this song. I just don't pay attention to the lyrics that much. Which is why we're doing this. We're, this is, we're doing this together, listener. Okay? I'm going to learn something. You're going to learn something. We're all going to learn something. 
and maybe, just maybe, make some friends along the way. She's lump. She's lump. Let me see. Let me actually listen to this. Okay. She's lump. She's lump. She's lump. She's in my head. She's lump. She's lump. She might be dead. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's just about a lazy person. That's what. I, that's what I'm thinking right now. Is lump fastest leader rocking out with the band? That's the dude. That's what I'm asking right now. I want to know what Lump's up to. What's Lump getting down to? Lump was limp and lonely, needed a shove. Lump slipped on a kiss and tumbled into love. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's about layabout, you know, lazy bones. Gonna... <laughs> gonna suck your bone. You know? I wish, dude. And this person thinks they're so cool. Under the comments, they say it's 2018 and it's just me. No, dude, I'm here too. I'm just not commenting because I'm not a dork. Um, yeah, now we're moving. We're grooving. Let's move right along to a really cool wig. Bye. Lemon Demon. And we're looking at the lyrics. We're looking at the lyrics. I had a dream that I was wearing a really cool wig. Yeah, it's a good song. I actually know this song. Um, <laughs> so it's a, this guy's a dream about a wig. And uh, he Google searches it to find the wig. Yeah. And he says, I wish I could remember what the fuck it looked like. Most of my friends are jealous of my except my blind friends if only they could see uh yeah so this is a good song too it's a banger it's it, it's happening it's happening it's very cool yeah i like i like the song a lot it's probably one of my favorite songs it's just about a guy and he has a dream about a wig and he tries to find it in real life would recommend listener would recommend that song I would not recommend putting a toothpick in your pee hole. That I would not recommend. I could not, I cannot advise against you more not to do that. You should not <laughs> put a toothpick in your pee hole under any circumstance. Do not do that. Please, I beg of you, listener. That was seven from the shuffle. And now I'm going to be looking up some good news. Let's see here, what do we have? <laughs> I am so sad. <laughs> uh oh. It appears I'm being inter interrupted by a wacky character who's doing some shtick. Hold on. Let me see what this guy's about. <laughs> I am so sad. <laughs> um, I'm sorry to hear that. Why are you sad? <laughs> I had just heard about the Challenger exploding. <laughs> They're a poor families. We're all on board. <laughs> um, that was a while ago. I'm surprised you didn't hear about that sooner. <laughs> I am sorry, Mr. Entitled. Not everyone has access to the news. <laughs> Recording, trying to record a podcast right now. If you could come back, that'd be great. I mean, I could, we could talk later. We could talk about this anytime. 
after. <laughs> I cannot come back later. I am so sad. <laughs> Sorry, listener. This is how I deal with this wacky character coming and interrupting me. Completely unplanned. I can promise you that. <laughs> My name, you ask? No, I didn't ask your name. My name? It is a Mr. Panini. <laughs> Mr. Panini? Like, Panini stickers? No, no relation. <laughs> Not even a spelled the same way. <laughs> okay. Then how is it spelled? P E E <laughs> N E E <laughs> N E E Mr. Panini And I am the saddest clown in all of Tally <laughs> And you're sad about the challenger exploding Yes, I am so sad about the challenger exploding. <laughs> okay. Um, what about it exactly? Like the families or, you know, what, what made you the saddest? What was the saddest part about that? <laughs> All the little paisanos watching from home. <laughs> And they saw the rocket go up and up and up and then boom. <laughs> How tragic. Yeah, man, it was a damn shame. You know, a lot of people were sad, but that was decades ago at this point. It's not really, um, you know, no one's really talking about that anymore. I mean, maybe they, maybe they should. But they have, I'm sure at NASA they have an exhibit for it. You can go there and learn a little bit about the history. I already know about everything. That is why I am so sad. <laughs> yeah, man. A lot of people were sad, but they got over it, you know. You gotta let things... Um, be the past. A lot of bad things happen in the past. You can't just be sad about it all the time. That's no way to live. <laughs> you are a cold hearted evil man. Matthew, your penny. <laughs> I curse you. I curse you and your family for a thousand years to come. May you be infertile. May your crops wither in the sun. Okay. You, you evil, wicked man. I curse you to hell. I curse you to hell. I hope you die in the Challenger explosion in another life. Alright, man. Uh, you're kind of being hostile now. You know, I was feeling bad for you. Because obviously you're, some, you're obviously an empath, but now you're just threatening me. You're not threatening me, but you're, you know, you're, you're wishing ill upon me, and I really appreciate that. I'm going to have to 
you're no longer welcome in my studio. I'm not in the studio. I can tell you not in the studio. What? What is this setup? This shitty setup for a shitty, terrible man. <laughs> can you not spit on my floor? You, you actually you need to leave now. Get out. Come on, man. Sorry, listener. Mr. I was Mr. Panini. The saddest man in all of Italia. And now for the good news segment. I think three about three articles should do it. I'll, I'll see if I if I'm, some of them are shorter or longer. Then we'll do more. Let's see what we have here. And this is all going to be coming from goodnewsnetwork.org. So if you want to, you know, check out this website, that'd be cool of you. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Bill Gates has just invented it, invested in a company that grows palm oil in a lab. Fascinating. Let's see. Attempting to put a permanent halt to the advance of palm oil cultivation and the destruction of tropical rainforests to accommodate it, a New York-based startup called C16 Biosciences is producing oil with very similar chemical and functional properties to palm oil. Palm oil is the world's most produced vegetable oil with a global yield of 75.7 million metric tons entering the market every year. It is found even in everything from Cheez-Its to ice cream to pizza dough, and even beauty products like shampoo and makeup. Demand for the crop is projected to quadruple between now and 2050, which is why this new substantial oil created from yeast cells undergoing fermentation looks to be a crucial development. Our real mission is ending the need for deforestation that's driven by the palm oil industry. Shara Tiku. It's T-I-C-K-U. Co-founder and CEO of C16 Biosciences told Fast Company, We believe that it is totally unacceptable to be burning the planet to make vegetable oil. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, I would agree with that. I'm going to take a stance right here. Burning the planet? Bad. You can, and you can quote me on that. <laughs> Breakthrough Energy Ventures, a fund established by Bill Gates and other investors to support technological and financial innovations that fight climate change, led a $20 million investment drive for C16 Biosciences. And the company expects to have their first products out on the market soon, opting for a quick market entry serving manufacturers who have a smaller demand for palm oil. TQ sees an opportunity for their faux palm oil to succeed in the beauty industry, where demand for clean beauty products is growing, and where the demand for palm oil by beauty brands is relatively small, compared to processed food. Wow. That's good. If they get that going, that's going to, you know, that'll have a big impact on um, climate change and pollution and all that. And I don't think, just at the individual level, that that can be stopped and held back. I think, you know, companies do like 75% of the damage from what I've heard. That might, you know, I might be wrong, but I think it's 70 or 75. So as individuals, we can only do so much, you know. Most of that change is going to have to come from companies. Like, and I didn't throw any straws in the oceans. So I don't know how they got there. What's going wrong in the um, waste disposal? Waste disposal area where 
something I throw away in my trash gets winds up in the ocean, you know? Next I have the parents wrote our top ten sneaky tricks for getting their kids to eat vegetables. <laughs> oh boy. This is wacky. Yeah, let me see. I, let me just get to the list. Uh, can we struggle? Parents, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Just let me know these fucking sneaky ass little tips that you can let's see. So you can put fucking... Okay, let's see. Okay, so you let them cook the meals themselves, but like you more like to eat them because they made it, you know. That could be a good idea, I guess. If you're a parent, you should definitely let your kids listen to this unsupervised. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't want my fucking kid to cook for themselves. They're probably an idiot if they're anything like me. Letting them pick their own snacks. Eh, I don't know. I guess. Uh, let them pick a few meals. <laughs> uh, letting your child eat dessert if they finish their vegetables. Yeah, sure, whatever. Switching to packaging. Okay, so you sneak the package. You sneak uh, healthy snacks into. Uh, I think kids aren't fucking dumb though. If you put broccoli in a chip bag, they're gonna notice. Um, bribing a child with a treat to get them to finish dinner. Sure, why not? Fuck it. Letting your child put a little ketchup on things they don't like so they eat them. Using the one more bite rule over and over again. <laughs> Get them to finish their meal. Buying snacks with characters on it. That's fucking... Kids are dumb, dude. Honestly, I changed my mind. Kids are dumb. You can trick them so easy if this shit works. Making faces with the food so your child will be entertained and more likely to eat it. Yeah, like, this is dumb. Just fucking t eat your fucking food. Or you starve, you know? So, okay, I guess we're gonna sit there for a while. Until you finish. My parents never did that. Um, but, you know, that's what I would do. I just like, eat your fucking vegetables, kid, come on. <laughs> just eat a fucking vegetable. You know. Let's see. What else do we have? What well, the good news? That's something, let's get something less dumb. Um, this is cute. This pizzeria has been attaching photos of adoptable shelter animals to their delivery. That's cute. A New York pizzeria has been thinking outside the box to get shelter pups adopted. And their scheme has been working perfectly. <laughs> the Just Pizza and Wings Co. restaurant in Amherst has just partnered with Niagara SPCA to attach photos of adoptable float dogs to their front of their delivery boxes. If the cute pictures aren't enough to sweeten the deal for potential adopters, Just Pizza has offered to also give away $50 of free certificates anyone who adopts a dog from a shelter. Since posting about the initiative last week, the shelter has received an outpouring of support from customers, national news outlets, and social media users. We've had just a tremendous amount of interest and support from the community and beyond since the story went viral on Friday. SCS PCA event coordinator Kimberly LaRusa told CNN Many people want to order a pizza just to get the shelter dog photo. Other pizzerias have offered to put flyers on their pizza boxes. And so many people are tagging their friends and family. 
take a drink of water. Hold on one second. <laughs> Sorry, that was gross. Most importantly, the project's already proven itself to be successful. A six-month-old puppy was adopted from a shelter just one day after his foes attached to the... For, that's pretty cool. That's pretty dope. First batch of bo pizza box liars. The pizzeria is now trying to raise money for shelter by selling pizza plus pups tea shorts. T-shirts. There's a typo there for a limited time. Just Pizza is also helping other local pizzerias implement similar initiatives into their own restaurants. And the staffers hope that it will be will help every last shelter pet across the state find its forever home. Wow, amazing. <laughs> that's pretty cool of them though. Yeah. I think that's pretty I don't think you know, and I don't see how the um fifty dollar thing is sustainable. But doesn't seem very sustainable. Um I think that but just putting the flyers on there makes sense. You know, that's pretty good. That's cool of them. So the last story we're going to do for the good news segment is going to be Engineer makes a DIY cell phone with rotary dial so she doesn't have to use a smartphone. And my question is, does she think she's better than me? Let's find out. A brilliant 31-year-old engineer has built her own mobile phone with a rotary dial. And she did it because she despises texting and overcomplicated smartphones. Um, <laughs> she's smart enough to engineer her own phone, but she's not smart enough to just learn how to use an iPhone. Doesn't sound so smart to me. Justin, oh, uh, ha ooped. It's, no, Justine. Ha ooped, it's spelled H A U P T has spent the last three years developing the old school devices so they can fit in her pocket, get better reception, and maintain a battery life up to 30 hours. But she can't use a goddamn smartphone. This doesn't make no sense to me. When she wrote about the retro cell phone on her blog, the website crashed from the sheer number of visitors clamoring to admire the retro gadget. Since how who since Hooped has been inundated with requests from fellow smartphone haters begging for their own version of the phone. She is now offering a DIY build it yourself kit to the public. That's pretty dope. You know, if you don't want to make it, if you don't, if you know, that's pretty cool. I might get one. Um. Uh, geez, I lost my place in the article because I scrolled down to see if there's a link. Um, the astronomy instrumentation engineer from New York's Brookhaven National Laboratory she says she was inspired to make the phone because she dislikes the culture and design of smartphones. I work in technology, but I don't like the culture around smartphones, says Haput. Ha ooped, sorry. I don't like the idea of being someone's that someone's beck and call every moment. I don't need to have that level of access to the internet. And then below there's um a picture of the device so it's a brown it's a blue not brown it's a blue um kind of has a boxy shape and like um a place for your hand and thumb 
And then there's a there's a rotary dial in the middle of it. Looks like it's about palm sized. And it has an antenna um, sticking out of it, but it's not a big antenna. It looks like it's about the size of a pinky finger. But I like the color of blue. It's like a nice bright blade baby blue. Appears to be made of wood. You can see some green. That's pretty dope. <clears throat> she says I never texted and building this phone was in part so that I would have a good excuse for not texting. <laughs> now I can hold up this phone and say nope, I can't text. Well ha ooped. <gasps> Did once buy a Samsung Galaxy smartphone from her mother and played around with herself. She said she got rid of the device after a month. I thought I would give it a try, but I lasted less than a month with it before I went back to my flip phone, she recalled. I'm an engineer. I love technology. But the phone is not the way I want to do it. Wow. So, like, does she think she's better than me or what? She's also not a fan of the smartphone's interface or touchscreen. Watch the video at the bottom. Guess I'll have to do that as well. It's absolutely horrible, she added. When you open an application, they want you to, and you want it to go away, but you don't know if it's closed. That grates against the fiber of my being. Ha ooped appreciation for rotary dials inspired her project. Sounds like she's just lazy to me, honestly. I had a flip phone for a long time, and it technically, it can technically text. So I wanted even more dumbed-down phone. I thought, why not make a rotary dial phone? Says the engineer. I wanted to fit in my pocket. Be sleek. Something I could actually use. <laughs> I think you're just lazy. Honestly, just fucking get a phone already. <laughs> I, you know, but I appreciate it. She doesn't, she just wants to be antisocial. And I think we could all use less people in our lives. Haoop sourced a rotary dial from the old trimline telephone, making sure the dial was small enough to fit on a phone, which she could slip into her pocket. I was particular about getting one that was as compact as possible. She then bought a cell phone radio development board from a hardware company. Um, Ada Fruit in order to build a basic proof of concept prototype before designing her own circuitry. Haoop used a 3D printer to create the cell phone case and she added speed dialing buttons so she could call her husband. David uh, Van Hopering. <laughs> Sorry, David. And her mother, Lorraine. At the click of a button. At the click of a button. Wow, this is crazy. She says, if I want to call my husband, I can call him by pushing on the single button. So that's up to I can call people more quickly on this phone than on my own phone. In rare cases, when I want to call a new number, I do use the rotary dial. And it's fun, tactile experience. Haupt also added a display to the phone so that she could see messages and missed calls. Um. <laughs> okay. It's actually e-papered the same material you find on Kindles. Those kinds of displays are super cool and underutilized in technology. The phone takes an AT&T pre-made SIM card, SIM card, which is compatible with the cell phone radio. I never expected this to go viral, Haupt says. I didn't want to sell it at first, but everyone was clamoring, and I got so many emails from people begging to buy a phone, and then someone suggested I should make a kit. Customers can buy the kit, which includes the circuit board and the 3D printed parts from our company. Sky Edge for $170!
Although they have no source with their own rotary dial. Now I'm looking at a more inclusive kit that will come with everything you need. Ha, ha ooped added. I feel so bad for mispronouncing it. Now let's get the video. I'll let you know. Okay. Turn this down. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip, 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 skip. Come on. Just show me this phone. Come ah, fucking YouTube. Okay, here we go. So, okay, that's pretty cool. That's neat though. Let's see. So she, okay, it works just like a rotary phone. It's just a little tiny thing. Uh, let's see. This is, that's pretty cool though. I mean, I get it. It just seems a bit extreme. I wouldn't, you know. I just ignore my phone, but that might not be. It might be harder for her. You can't. I don't. I can't. And <laughs> I can't. I. We love the hustle, you know. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think it's just uh, easier for me, and I like to have music and all that shit in my pocket too. So I couldn't. I couldn't. Maybe I would get. I mean, I guess I'd get that for my kid though if I had a. If I ever had a kid, that's what I would get for them. That was the good news. If you've been enjoying this, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Matthew All my social media accounts are Matthew And if you want to get my artwork on a physical thing, that's at redbubble.com. The name of the Redbubble account is Matthew Y. And now I'm going to answer the question. Should kids do drugs in school? Hey, dork, what are you up to? I'm just recording a podcast, Sonic. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> You're pretty cool. <laughs> um, thank you. Can you not interrupt me right now? Hey, is it okay if I borrow your car? No, Sonic, you can't borrow my car. You can run faster than the speed of sound. Why do I need to borrow my car? Because I'm trying to pick up some broads. I'm trying to get my dick wet. <laughs> okay, Sonic. Uh, sure, man. Just don't, you know. Be careful, because, you know, last time you scratched him, I, it was a lot of work to buff that out. Fuck you. I'll drive how I want. <laughs> I'm Sonic. <laughs> what are you going to do about it, faggot? So, can you not, Sonic? I'm recording a podcast. You can't. That's a homophobic slur, man. Come on. What are you going to do about it, huh? What are you going to do, huh? <laughs> Come on, Sonic. Can you get out of here, man? I'm trying to... Jeez, man. Sorry about that. I live... Sonic the Hedgehog is my roommate, and, you know, he's not... He's from another planet, so he doesn't always know Earth etiquette and stuff. He can't, you know, I'm sorry he said a racial, I'm sorry, not a racial, I'm sorry he said a homophobic slur. He does say racial slurs sometimes, though. So, I, I, I've told him you can't, Sonic, it's not cool. He said he said it's not racist because he's a blue hedgehog. Which is, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not the one to comment on that stuff. If you think Sonic is racist because he says the n-word and he says things like spick and wetback he's he voted for trump you know how it is i'm sorry listener <laughs> oh i've locked the door so you can't get in um now where was i i showed so kids should kids do drugs in school yes absolutely they should not only should kids do drugs in school should be mandatory for them to do, do drugs in school I think any so called educational institution that, that doesn't teach kids about drugs is failing and you know the, the D.A.R.E. program failed but that's because 
it tried to tell kids that drugs are bad. And when you tell someone not to do something, they're going to do it. <laughs> it would be like, listener, if I told you, do not, under any circumstance, do not follow me on Instagram. That's gonna, You're going to go follow me on Instagram, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> you know? Do not do that, though. You do not want to see what's on there. It is very inappropriate. Um, there's a lot of satanic imagery there. I don't want to corrupt your mind. I would never want to do that to you, listener. I love you. I appreciate you. You're a valuable member of society. Really, you are. You're beautiful. Everyone likes you, you know. Yeah. You know, you're pretty cool. I think the world is a better place with you in it. It would be a shame if anything were ever to happen to you. So, just try, you know, keep on keeping on, my brother. Or sister. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, can, I can't imagine a woman listening to this podcast and enjoying it. But if you are, that's pretty cool. That's dope. Uh, should What kind of drugs? What are we talking about? Drugs. Should kids do prescription drugs in school? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think you should give them all of that. Should be like, here, here you go. Try it. See how bad it fucks up your life. That way they get the first-hand experience. So they have a safety net to catch them early before they fuck up their lives further. So I think we should be like, here, try some opiates and see what happens. You know, they're going to get addicted because they're kids. Uh, then we'll be like, okay, that didn't work out. You want to try heroin? And if they say yes, that's their bad. They already, they already came back from opiates, you know. So if they try heroin, <laughs> uh, then we should be like, here, you want to try heroin? And then if they do heroin, hey. It's okay. Then we'll move up. We'll keep moving it up and up and up. Like here, you want to try cocaine? They're like, yeah, sure. We'll give them the cocaine. Then like, you want to try black tar heroin? I'm like, black tar heroin. Okay. It should be mandatory though. I think offering it should be mandatory. The doing of it should not be mandatory. I think the kids should be able to say no, but I think it should be offered in schools. <laughs> there used to be smoking areas in schools. I think there should be drug use areas in school and if you want to go do drugs in school you should be able to I think there should be crack cocaine vending machines in all the schools especially the inner city schools that seems like a great idea that we should get on right away I bet Nixon would love that idea sorry listener I was taking a sip of my iced coffee because <laughs> I live in California that's what we do here we drink iced coffee and kem and kombucha, and we talk about um, <laughs> we talk about how uh, I don't know what we talk about in California. We talk about what music is the most um, obscure. That's what we talk about. We go, hey, I like this. I like my music is more obscure than your music. I'm better than you. And then that person goes and they find something more obscure and they say they like it. Even though at night we all secretly listen to Katy Perry. And we listen to that one song she has about California. That's what we do in that's how that's what we do here. You can ask any Californian, they'll lie to you, but I'm not gonna I would never lie to you, listener. i I would never ever lie to you. I always tell you the truth. I'm completely honest with you. 
my roommate is Sonic the Hedgehog. And he is racist and he is homophobic. Um, I do not like him, but I did not choose to have him as my roommate. He showed up. He, uh, he's intruding on my life right now. And I wish he would leave me alone. He wants me to drive him to San Francisco. I'm like, Sonic, I can't just, you know, pick up everything and take you to San Francisco. It's, I, I, I have a job. I'm trying to do things right now. I can't. Yeah, if I, if I take, if I go there, I'd be happy to take you with me. You know, I just, and we're roommates, we're not friends. So I'd be like, I, w I would ask for gas money, but he doesn't have a job. I don't know how he pays for rent, but apparently he has some source of income. Um, I believe he may be selling drugs to kids and I don't think a blue hedgehog should be selling drugs to kids. I think a blue hedgehog <laughs> should be trying to stop an evil doctor from putting robot, putting mech suits on little free animals. But Sonic's selling drugs to kids and that's the responsibility of the school. School should be selling drugs to kids, not blue hedgehogs. <laughs> mm. He might have got money from that movie deal he did. He did a movie um, recently. And I don't know who produced I think it was Warner. Did, was it Warner? I'm going to look it up really quick. Sorry. Let's see. The Sonic movie was produced by Paramount. I looked it up. Um... So, yeah. Once my I'm not recording, am I? Am I recording? I can't tell right now if I'm recording. Oh, yes, I am. Hold on. Yeah, I'm recording. Cool. <laughs> I couldn't tell because uh, my audio software stopped working for a hot minute there. So, that's why I'm like, that's why I was, I was thrown off my rhythm. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, Sonic. So, yeah, I think he got a deal from Paramount to use his likeness. I don't think he was in the movie, because from living with Sonic personally, I can tell you that that man, Hedgehog, cannot go a single goddamn minute without saying something highly offensive <laughs> to most people. I'm sure there's some people who would agree with what he says. You know, he cites Mein, Kampf, mein Kampf a lot. I'm like, and Ben Shapiro. And I wish he wouldn't. I'm not equating the two, you know. At least uh, Hitler believed in something. <laughs> um, uh, oh, fuck it. Sonic, call out. Sonic's back. Hey, loser. Why'd you lock the door? Because I'm trying to report. What do you want, Sonic? Still recording your faggoty ass podcast, huh? Sonic, stop it, man! It's not cool. People don't like that. You're gonna get in trouble. You're gonna get me too'd. People, you're gonna get canceled for that, Sonic. People aren't gonna go see your movie. <laughs> it's already, <laughs> it's already sold more than that. Feminist birds of prey bullshit. <laughs> Fucking feminazis are ruining cinema. Are they, Sonic? Really? Wow, that's crazy, man. So, Sonic, why can't you? Go to San Francisco by yourself and get, I don't know, what were you going to get there? <laughs> I was going to get an STD if I go to San Francisco. No, you keep 
keep it, Sonic. God damn it. You keep asking me to take you. What do you want? What, like, why can't you just go by yourself? I want to go see the sights, but I can't with all the gays around. It's not... Sonic, you're not nothing. What, what do you... It's San Francisco. There's nothing you can do. I mean... You, there's gay people everywhere. What are you talking? There's gay people here. There's there's probably ten gay people on this block. You know, I'm just there's probably I don't even know if there's more or less. I'm just guessing. There's there's gay people everywhere. Sonic, <laughs> not San Francisco. Everyone's gay there. No, they're not, Sonic. Oh my God, can you leave? <laughs> I'm gonna take your car. Fine, man. Just yeah, be careful, okay? <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> see you later, dork. <laughs> Sorry, listener. It's just Sonic, you know. He's really, he's a fucking ass. I apologize for anything he said that might have offended you. I would never say those things. It's just fucking Sonic, you know how he is. <sighs> yeah, I really, I really don't think that was him in the movie, I think they got a double of some sort to fill in for him. Or, I think it was, maybe they CGI'd him in. Uh, let's see. Next I'm going to look up a Garfield comic, and I'll be describing that to you in all its hilarity. <laughs> right, so I found a Sonic, not, sorry, not Sonic comic, Garfield comic. I'm, I have Sonic on the brain right now. He just, he finds a way to warm himself into my head, and it disturbs me. So, what I've done is I got to the, I've gone to the car, Garfield.com site, and I've looked up, and I went to comics, I hit random comic, and this is what came up. I like a randomness on here. We are very weird and random here. Kooky, wacky. Okay, so, <laughs> try to compose myself a little bit here. So, <laughs> in the first panel, you see John Arbuckle holding a Sonic in his hand. And uh, he's saying he's holding he's he's holding Sonic. Uh, and he's saying now behave yourself in the grocery store, Garfield. <laughs> I think they're on their way to the store in this one. Oh boy, <laughs> what kind of wacky adventures are they gonna get to there? So he's he's holding he's holding Garfield. Um, and then wouldn't you know it in the second panel. Garfield jumps out of his hands. <laughs> and the look on John Arbuckle's face is priceless, listener. He's very surprised. But it's, come on, John, you should have been expecting this. You know Garfield's a little rascal. <laughs> that Garfield. <laughs> uh, and then in the, in the third and final panel, John looks to the reader and he says, I think I just turned a bull loose in a china shop. <laughs> and in the background, you can see Garfield's silhouette. And he's just going wild. He is eating everything he can. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times, listener. <laughs> that Garfield sure is a wacky character. Whew, okay. For this final segment, before I leave you, live the rest of your life. I'll be asking the important question. Why no girl kiss me? This is a question I've struggled with for a long time. I 
am 20 years old and I have yet to find a girl who will kiss me. Now, I, I, well, what I do is I have a t-shirt and on it it says, Please kiss me. I do not have, I do not have any STDs. You can safely kiss me. Also, I'm Irish, so it might be lucky. And it's it's a bit wordy. People say it's a bit wordy for a T-shirt. And then below that words are is a graphic of uh, kissy lips, and that graphic lands about my belly button. And I wear this shirt daily. <laughs> I never take it off. I wear it to sleep. I wear it when I shower, so it gets cleaned. It doesn't smell because I wear it in the shower. I wear it 24-7, 365. I've been wearing this shirt since I was 13 years old. And still, no no girl kissed me. And I don't know why. I, I, I cry myself to sleep at night. And I look at this shirt and I go, what am I doing wrong? And I just can't figure it out. I'm going to ask. I, I even go as far as to actually talk to girls sometimes. I ask them, I say, hey, you want to kiss me? And they go, I don't know you. Uh, you reek, you really <laughs> need to learn to use deodorant, and I say, fuck you, dude, just kiss me already, come on, you know you want to, and they say, no, your your breath, it smells bad, um, do you not know, do you not own a toothbrush? Some women are so superficial, listener, um, I tried to get wingman advice from Sonic, I asked him, but he won't. He just tells me to take it. I th- I think that's illegal. I tell him, no, Sonic, I'm not going to do that. That's not cool, man. It's not, you know. I'm I. <laughs> I'm an incel that hates women. I even know Sonic's wrong on this one. You can't just make someone kiss you. That's not cool. Um. It's hard, listener. So I don't. I think I don't know what it could be. Maybe it's my. B.O., my body odor, maybe it's my rancid breath, maybe it's the way I view women and treat them, but I just can't figure it out, it could be any one of these, um, could be my shirt that I wear constantly, it was white when I bought it, except for the graphic, with the lips, those were red, it was white when I bought it, now it's a sort of sickly brown, if you've ever seen dried blood, it's the same color as that, and it's very stiff. It's it's, and I don't think I can take it off at this point because I've been wearing it for seven years straight. So I got it when I was thirteen years old, so almost eight years now because I'm almost twenty-one at the time of recording this. And I just can't figure it out. I think maybe if I um, I just need to find the right woman. I need to find someone who thinks I'm the bee's knees, because there's someone out there for everyone. And even with my smelly be- my smelly pits and my rancid breath, someone's going to like me, you know? I just feel it. <sighs> Sorry, listeners. Sonic again. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Sonic's knocking on the door again. Hey, loser. What's up? Not much, man. What's up with you? <laughs> I do. I have bad news for you. I just crashed your car. God damn it, Sonic. Really? Are you serious right now, man? Ugh, fuck. I was about to compliment you for not calling me... For not 
called me a loser, which is still bad, but I uh, crashed my car, man. What the fuck, dude? I told you to be careful. What happened? Ha! You know I like to go fast. <laughs> so there I was, minding my own business, eating a chili dog while I was driving down the road, looking cool, looking fly. When all of a sudden I see a smoking hot 7 out of 10. <laughs> and boy, did my head turn, and I stared and I stared at her big, fat, jiggly ass. Okay. So I was staring at her big, fat, jiggly ass. When all of a sudden this car comes out of nowhere and hits me. Right in the right in the front of my car. So you ran into a car. No, it came out of nowhere. It was stopped at a stop sign, taking up the road. Sonic, goddammit. Did you at least exchange information? <laughs> no, I got out there as soon as I could. But I left your car there. <sighs> Fuck, man. You left my car at the scene. They're gonna get the police are gonna be here, Sonic. You you are you at least gonna take responsibility for this? Um, nope, I'm gonna get out of here. Like the police try to catch me. I have a stockpile of weapons. Sonic. Come on, man, don't do anything crazy. <laughs> I'm faster than a bullet. I'd like to see what the police can do to me. <laughs> okay, um... Sorry, listen, I'm gonna have to cut the episode short here. Uh, apparently the police are gonna be here soon, and I'm afraid of... I'm worried about what Sonic's gonna do, so... Um, okay, Sonic's left the room. Before I go and deal with this, um, let's just take a moment of silence for everyone who's ever died, and everyone who will die, and that includes you, listener. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash matthewopini and on uh, Redbubble, and that's Matthew Y. You can also follow me on all my social medias, and that's Matthew Opini for everything. Thank you, listen Thank you for listening. Thank you for being yourself, and have a beautiful day.